All right. Um, my, my guest on today's CCA Emerging Leaders interview series is Tom Terry, president of the Terry Group and past president of the Conference of Consulting Actuaries. Um, as a reminder, if you do have any questions, if you're listening live today and you, that you'd like Tom to address, please go ahead and type them into the Q&A panel and we'll get to those shortly. Um, Tom, especially because you've been involved in leadership positions at your firm within the profession, I want to talk for a little bit about uh, leadership. So in thinking about people that you consider to be successful leaders, what traits do they have and how do they demonstrate their leadership? Well, good question. You know, it's funny. I, uh, one of the questions that I, uh, I always um, ask folks that I interview, I, when I say always, I don't always, but I ask them frequently. I ask particularly kids coming out of school um, is um, tell me about the mentors in your life. And um, sometimes I'll get a blank stare. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, people will dive in immediately and know the answer to the question. They'll talk about some junior high school teacher who had a pivotal influence on them at a pivotal, pivotal point in their lives. And um, as they describe who those mentors were or are, inevitably what emerges is not technical understanding but a sense of um, opening up and empowerment. And um, inevitably, um, this to me translates to leadership because I think um, those, those folks who, who find that they are mentors to people, they don't have to declare themselves as mentors. I think, you know, you know good people, young people, they'll, they'll seek those people out. Well, what are the attributes of those people that they seek out? I think that um, those leaders are, are good listeners. They reflect back honestly what they've heard. They give solid, straight advice. Um, but importantly, they empower the individual rather than overwhelm them with how smart they are. I've observed um, a lot of uh, people in our profession that are really smart. And I, I find myself uh, gifted to work with some super smart people. And I've always, I've always been appreciative of that right for the very beginning of my, of my professional career, Mike, I've, I've been so fortunate to work with really super smart people. And I always say that, yeah, I'm, I'm only as good as the people around me because they're all smarter than me. And all I do is I just try to weave together, you know, their smarts. I think I saw that early on and um, I'll, I'll, I won't name names, but I remember vividly in my first, uh, the, the, my first firm, um, some terrific leaders who, um, and what stands out was that they listened and they reflected back and they made me feel full. They made me feel like I was capable. And I'm thinking, wow, what a, what a gift, what a, what a wonderful gift to have. So I've always, um, I've always associated that with outstanding leadership. I mean, there's great people who are charismatic speakers and, you know, folks like that. And that's interesting. And it's a nice attribute, but you can only carry that so far. I mean, on a in a day-to-day -day basis, I think it, uh, it's got to be more than that in order for a leader in an organization to really kind of have the impact that they could have. And what I find fascinating about what you just said there is that it, it's less actually about what you know, and it's more about how you make somebody feel, right? When you talk about empowerment and, and, and the example that you just gave about it's the person that makes you feel more full and like more capable. Um, and that maybe goes against the grain of what 
how we would categorize ourselves as actuaries being more the, the technical analytical focused and, and we're good with numbers. We're not, we're not necessarily good with people. Uh, and that's, that's a stereotype clearly, but, um, so it, it's interesting. I think that you go to being a successful leader actually requires you to, um, develop that human connection and, and empower people to feel like they can do and be fill in the blank, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's right. There's a whole skill set called social and emotional intelligence, which I think is, um, is something that we all kind of on some surface level cognitively understand, but to really, really deeply understand and develop one's own social emotional intelligence, one has to really look inside and understand, you know, who I am, who am I, who am I in relationship to others and who am I in relationship to groups of others? And um, those capacities, um, those capacities can be learned and, and developed. And um, I think that um, a good leader is someone who appreciates that and understands that and can see the individual and see the client as well. Because all these leadership skills, they, not, they operate not just inside the organization that I happen to work in, but they function hugely with clients as well. And I think client success and leadership of clients is not just being smart. It's, it's way more than being smart, or maybe it's being smart, but being smart in more than just a, an intellectual way, but being smart um, socially and emotionally. Yeah, and, and I, I think you can see that as a recognized area where actuaries need to continue to learn and develop. And, and you've seen that with some of the, the courses that the professional associations have been putting on. I mean, I can, the, the CCA in particular, if you attended the, uh, the webinar that we had back in January, um, that was all about leadership skills. And, and last June uh, was all about effective communication. We've got another one coming up uh, this summer. But, but yeah, they're, they're, to your point, those skills can be learned and, and they maybe aren't, where we're more naturally inclined on the technical analytical side, it, we still have those opportunities to learn these other skills to help us be more successful. Again, whether it's how we're successful internally um, with our stakeholders at a company or externally, especially if we're working with clients. I, I, I really like that. Um, as you think about your particular role as a leader uh, within your organizations, the, especially the organizations that you've, uh, you've led uh, and the profession as a whole, what adjustments have you had to make along the way, right? It, nobody comes in and says, well, here's my leadership skills and, and I can put them in a box. I think experiences force you to develop new skills and make adjustments. What, what adjustments have you had to make? Well, probably it's probably a long, long list. Uh, something that jumps out at me, Mike, uh, I, I, um, I used to um, seek out the day when no problems would arise and everything went smoothly and, um, and running a business and, you know, being the leader in an actuarial profession, uh, as you have been, um, in a professional association, you know, this notion of, um, of a problem free day or a week or a month just doesn't exist. And, um, in my business, my first leadership roles were in my business. And um, I used to view those problems, and this is a big deal. I used to view those problems as an indictment. If I'm the person in charge and there's a problem, this is an indictment of me. 
And um, I, uh, I, I can remember a turning point vividly in my uh, in CCA strategy, Chicago Consulting Actuaries, when somebody came into my office and I, I looked up and I could see that this individual was bringing me a problem. I could just see the body language and the, and, the, and um, I can remember this reaction like, oh boy, I've got a problem to solve. <laughs> it was, it was mind blowing to me at the time because my reaction, I, I don't think I'd been bludgeoned into, into thinking that I should enjoy problems, but I think I got, I realized that my job my job is not to avoid problems, but it's to lean into problems, seek out problems. And I viewed, my vocabulary went beyond problems. They weren't problems, they were opportunities, they were challenges, they were what made me a professional, they were what made me a business leader. And so um, I had to get over the fact that life was not gonna be some smooth pathway uh, of, of, uh, you know, a freshly asphalted road without a single bump in it, that that's not what I seek because those problems are the opportunities to learn and grow and develop. And, and you begin to realize, oh my God, these are the things that I grow from. I don't learn from a smooth day. I don't develop if everything goes well. So anyways, that's probably a, a big, big lesson that I've had to learn along the way. I think that's very insightful. Um, yeah, because a lot of times I, I can definitely relate to and, and see how somebody could say, oh, if there's problems that are happening, that's a failure on, on, from my leadership. Right, as opposed to saying, okay, problems are going to happen regardless. Yeah. Where I can demonstrate my leadership is by identifying those, acknowledging them, and then I, I, the thing that I think a lot of us as consultants really enjoy is now how do we solve it? Right? Yeah. How do we how do we overcome it? What do we learn from it? How do we become better from it? So I I, I think that's that's very insightful, and, and hopefully people uh, will take something away from that. Um, last question here: What? What advice do you have for actuaries that are looking to become successful leaders, whether that's within their company, within their team, their office, the profession, whatever it might be, what advice do you have for, for someone looking to go down that path? Well, um, it's probably a build on what we've been talking about already. Um, it's funny, I'll tell a, a very funny uh, quick story. I can remember um, interviewing uh, an actuary coming out of school who's, you know, a classic stupid question that you start off with, well, why, you know, why'd you want to be an actuary? Or, you know, that's kind of the, the, the icebreaker kind of question. I asked that question, this person says, well, I, wa I wanted to be an actuary since I was age 11. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not right. That, there's something wrong with this picture here. And so I, um, I kind of, you know, this person was trying to convince me that somehow this person was in love with being an actuary. And this was like the passion. I want to spend my life being an actuary. And I kind of said to him, I said, I said, this person, I said, well, you know, what's interesting is that um, I didn't know I wanted to be an actuary. It was kind of a default. I fell into it. And, um, and I said, quite frankly, looking back, I would have made a great accountant. I would have made a great engineer. I would have made a great doctor. I might've really enjoyed being a lawyer. I mean, I could have been all kinds of things. And I said, no matter what path I would have taken, I'd probably wind up doing the same thing I'm doing right now. And this person looked at me kind of funny, like, really? I said, yeah, because the skill sets, the things that I've learned and developed and developed in myself that have brought me to this point have nothing to do with being an actuary, have everything to be to being everything to do with me being a human being, to being um, someone who relates to others, 
who invests in others and who is open to others investing in me and who has developed those skill sets and uh, the capacity to relate to others, relate to systems, understand, be curious, ask questions, listen carefully to those around me, empower others, all those kinds of things. I know I'm, I'm throwing out a lot of cliches, but none of those have anything to do with actuarial science. Um, but everything has everything to do with what an actuary can and should do to, to develop and promote his or her career as a manager and as a leader. Um, and that's not necessarily for everybody, but it's for so many of us because these skill sets, you don't, there's plenty of room to lead from not at the top of an organization, but you can lead from wherever you're at. You can lead being a junior member of a team. You can lead by asking the right question. You can lead by putting together two pieces that nobody else on the team sought to put together. You can lead by, by inspiring a leader, somebody upstream from you, by asking a probing question. Just say, hey, I know you just explained that to me, but I still didn't understand this piece, which causes me to say, hmm, maybe I didn't explain that as well as I might have. So the point is these leadership skills, these capacities to, um, these capacities to somehow um, grow and develop as a leader, boy, they cut across any profession. They can and should um, start young, start early. You know, um, and, you know, I, my own personal growth and development has been a big piece of my development as a leader uh, in the profession and in my companies, Mike. So um, um, you get where I'm going. Technical oh, yeah. training is super important. Yeah, and I love it. I eat it up and we're all kind of actual nerds at heart, right? But at the same time, this other, this other, this other track is like super exciting and super uh, super growthful, and I'm still learning and growing every day. And um, I hope that never, I hope that never ends. Which is why I'm continuing to do what I, what I do, long beyond uh, you know the time frame that a lot of people would sort of want to hang it up and claim that they're done. But I think there's just so much more to learn and learn and um, uh, and do in, in this in this profession. Oh, that's excellent, uh, Tom Terry, president of the Terry Group. Uh, Tom, thanks again for uh, carving out some time out of your day and sharing your thoughts and insights with us. I, I know people are going to come away with uh, a lot of good things uh, from our discussion today. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and, um, and sharing your thoughts with us. You bet. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. And thanks to everyone for watching. Um, join us for other upcoming CCA events. You can check those out on the CCA's website, ccactuaries.org. Uh, until next time, uh, my name is Michael Clark, and thanks again for joining us.